1: Good morning. Welcome to uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral, and co-host Mark Teresi, executive director of the cathedral. We are live streaming. We are physically distancing. We are wearing our masks, even though we have both
2: had our shots. So we're all covered there. How's your weekend, Mark? It was very nice. Very nice. Very much a continuing celebration of my wife's birthday.
0: Your 39th um, birthday.
2: 39th. And you um, have your 40th wedding anniversary coming up in August. Yeah, you know, we went out just for dinner. There's a great restaurant. Here's a little commercial. Sure. It's called The Half Shell on Diversity. We ate outside, distanced, but beautiful. It, it's a great home style uh, seafood restaurant. Diversity and what? Diversity and Orchard. Okay, so a little shout out there. Uh, in that's the,
1: my old neighborhood. Oh, okay, and uh, and beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, it was stunning! Both days, like it was, eighty-five or eighty-seven degrees, which was magnificent. Mm-hmm. But now it's supposed to be about seventy today. Some rain, and then getting colder. But the month of May can be like
2: April, very volatile,
1: warm, cold.
2: Don't they yeah. say when you're in Chicago, stick around, you'll see. Kind of four seasons in one day sometimes. That's exactly
1: right. You and I have both been Chicago raised, so we have a great program lined up. Our old friend, Dr. Edward Gordon, backed by popular demand, will give us an update on where things stand with COVID-19, the pandemic. Dr. Edward Gordon, welcome to the program again. How are you, Edward?
0: Yeah, and I just helped celebrate my uh, brother-in-law's 75th birthday yesterday. Oh, wonderful.
1: Now, where where does he live?
0: Uh, he lives in Lockport.
1: And he's 75.
0: Oh. He just turned, well, he turned 75 on the 5th of May.
1: Wonderful. Which happens to be uh, Wednesday. Right, right. right. Edward, he's a youngster. Cinco de Mayo. That's right, Cinco de Mayo.
0: And I just came back from California where it was 100 degrees. So don't complain about the low 50-degree weather. I think i prefer it than 100. Now, is it
1: actually in California, the part you were in, it hit 100? Because right, yeah. you were in the desert area. Yes. Yeah. How did delay. you
2: feel traveling?
0: Fine. Yeah. I, I had It was perfectly safe, you know, and uh, I had no problems.
1: Wonderful. Now, Edward, the very first time we talked about the topic of the coronavirus, it was probably late April in 2020. Yes. And we asked the question, if this were a baseball game the whole pandemic, what inning would it be in? And you said the top of the third. You were on as a guest several times. We asked you maybe last November around Thanksgiving, what inning are we in for the pandemic? You said probably around the top of the 5th or the 6th. Now, on May 3rd, 2021, what inning are we in right now regarding the pandemic? How
0: about the bottom of the 7th?
1: Okay, okay, bottom of the 7th.
0: I mean, I have good news for your listeners, and I have uh, cautionary news as well. I mean...
1: Give Give us the good news first. The good
0: news, right. Well, over the last seven days... The number of new cases in the U.S. fell by over 26%, and the number of deaths fell by over 7%. That's very good news. Mm-hmm. And the uh, positivity rate declined from 5.1% to 4.7% for the city of Chicago.
1: Okay. Right?
0: So that's all.
1: What was, very the, good what was news. the high in Chicago? Was it like a, once it hit about 13
0: I I can't give you that exact number, but it was was very high. Uh, And one of the reasons I went out to California is for a while, where I was, and still even now, California has a lower rate uh, than the Chicago area and the state of Illinois. And
1: one time it was actually much higher.
0: Yes, much higher.
1: Now give us the uh, cautionary news.
0: Well, the cautionary news is this. If you've been vaccinated or are planning to get vaccinated. I want to congratulate you for your intelligence. If you still feel that being vaccinated is not for you because of information that you've heard from various sources, unless your doctor has told you that you have a medical condition, you shouldn't be vaccinated yet. I want to tell you to drop it and get vaccinated. Why? Because right now, you know, we hear hear about herd immunity. We need herd immunity. Well, right now, we have a substantial number of Americans who still say they're not going to get vaccinated. Now, that number probably will decline over the next two months. But to have real herd immunity, we're now talking about 90% of all Americans being vaccinated. Well, why is that? Well, let's say you live in a city where most of the people, where 95% of the people have been vaccinated, but outside of it is a small town where only 70% of the people have been vaccinated. COVID will go there and kill them. So the message is we need to get people vaccinated, even though the pace of vaccinations now is slowing down. We need to get everyone vaccinated, including children. And we also need to not pay attention to the ridiculous rumors, suggestions, the pure propaganda that is spewing forth from unvalidated sources here and overseas about these vaccines.
2: Now, we had brunch yesterday with my sister my younger sister my youngest sister is in Arizona and we were talking about a vaccine so you need to do some coaching uh, for me because my sister said my younger sister and her husband decided well you know they just have a gut feeling that they're not getting the vaccination she works in an assisted living as a chef he works in a nursing home as, as an attendant and they have not had the shots. and they've not had the shot so coach me on how can I convince
0: them They are putting at grave risk older people by not getting these shots because they are a potential source of death for the people in those assisted living and those retirement facilities. There are crazy rumors. There's a school in Florida right now where the owner of the school is telling the children that uh, if uh, they embrace their Parents or grandparents who have been vaccinated, that they may uh, themselves weaken the vaccine of the uh, of the parent, or they they themselves may get infected by by vaccine shedding. That is nothing but a lie.
1: I, that am, I haven't I heard am really yet. tired.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm really tired of people confusing themselves between expert scientific opinion that we should be listening to from around the world, whether it's Dr. Fauci or other people around the world who tell us the truth versus harebrained propaganda that is spewed forth by individuals who simply are not qualified. I mean, there's a nun in Spain who's telling people, well, she has some medical background and she's telling people not to get vaccinated based on what based on her subjective interpretation of information. Is she an expert? No. I'm tired of the politics that have inundated
2: this this whole issue. Now, Ed, let's do this. Let's take talk about a, that when we come back. Yeah, let's take a little break. And we'll talk about it when we come back. WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. Dr. Ed Gordon will be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned.
0: often the unsung heroes in a family. Right now, many mothers are also the disproportionate victims of the COVID-19 pandemic. They've experienced higher rates of infection and more job losses. They've had to navigate their children learning remotely while caring for older relatives and struggling to put food on the table. What better way to honor the mothers in our lives, those living and deceased, than with a contribution in your mother's name to Catholic Charities 2021 Mother's Day Appeal? Our mothers were the first to teach us about compassion and community. They were the first to show us what love and caring for someone else is all about. Help us help local moms and children who are struggling this year. Please give generously at catholiccharities.net.
2: Hey, it's Timothy Johnston here from Liturgy Training Publications. Over the past few months, I'm sure you've found yourself at home more, whether it's working from home or watching live stream masses on Sunday mornings. As we began adjusting to this at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the things I missed the most was gathering with friends at the parish. That's why we at LTP have created this new virtual gathering series called Living the Sunday Word. We meet virtually on Thursday evenings each week and reflect on the upcoming Sunday readings. And with that, we share stories to help us more fully reflect on the Word of God I'm inviting each of you to join us, a group of friends meeting virtually from all parts of the country. So visit ltp.org for more information and to register. You won't wanna miss this.
3: Caring adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time, virtually, with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's 312 312- Nine three seven three three seven five.
2: Welcome back to Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 a.m. on your dial, 312-255-8408. We're talking to our old friend, Dr. Ed Gordon, who's giving us an update on things as they stand with COVID-19, the COVID-19 pandemic. Father Greg, you had a question.
1: Edward, before the break, you were talking about it frustrates you, it frustrates all of us why people will not get the vaccination, the shot or the shots. The question I have is, in years past, when there's been, you know, the, the polio outbreak, tuberculosis, and people were told, get the shot, get the shot, get, the, you know, the immunization, there was no question, why is the COVID-19 vaccination so wrapped up with other issues that it wasn't this way in the past? Uh, is my question making sense? Yes, it is, because I think in this
0: particular case, what we see now is the, Political, the politicization of this question, and also the raising of the issue that experts, scientists, people like myself who analyze the information coming in from all over the world, as a social scientist, uh, that that's what I am. That we uh, that that what we're saying to them is the truth. It is very important in this issue and in all issues pertaining to what's going on in the world that you look at the source of the information that is telling you what to do or what to think. Now, And, Ed, and you also need to take a look at the data that is coming out from all around the world, not just from the United States.
2: Now, Ed, the pandemic, you know, 1918, around those years, was that a politicized event, or was that?
0: No, it wasn't, because World War One was still going on, and the and the uh, the governments really were playing down the uh, Spanish flu and concentrating on winning the war. But there were still anti-mask leagues in major American cities. There were still people saying. You can't tell me to wear a mask. You can't tell me to socially distance. You can't tell me not to go to work. Of course, uh, there's. I just saw a cartoon about this with people saying, you, know, "You can't tell them to do anything." And then, the last piece of the cartoon is, "But you can admit me to the ER when I get sick."
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. Okay, but now oh, what you're saying there, Edward, take the uh, Spanish flu of 1918, 1919. Then what caused the pandemic of now to become politicized? I mean, it just didn't happen that way.
0: No, I think that certain individuals decided to make political hay out of it and uh, used it as a platform to gain support from different groups within the population by tying it to the idea of individual rights. That you have a right to say no. Hey, you have the right when you get in your car to go through red lights, you have the right to go 100 miles an hour down the Kennedy Expressway. Now, if, if right now, I asked the, the, the people who are listening to this broadcast, if right now you had, um, I told you that 575,000 Americans died on U.S. highways in the last twelve months there would be such an outrage there'd be such a cry that government is not protecting the average citizen from death that it would be resounding across this country but in this case because it is something that is unseen you can't see it, taste it or smell it literally you can't smell it, people think well if it doesn't affect me personally or my family, or my friends, it doesn't exist.
2: Now, Ed, what about uh, the impact of social media during this pandemic? Any thoughts on that?
0: Well, <clears throat> I think that uh, a great deal of misinformation has been spread across all forms of media and hysteria regarding this, these issues. and. People tend to glom on to headlines and not dig deeper into the news to find out what the truth is. Such as, we now know that the current vaccines are very resilient against some of these variants that have come from Britain, South Africa, etc. All right? Mm -hmm. So that it, and that the number of people. That have bad reactions to vaccines is extremely, extremely minuscule. All right. So, uh, when you read of some of the uh, the uh, doubters and what is spread, particularly on social media, but also in uh, in some of the more traditional press. Uh, again, you have to dig deeper rather than looking at one source of information. I always tell people look, if you're a Republican, read a liberal newspaper. If you're a Democrat, read a conservative newspaper. Get both sides of the story, then make up your mind.
2: Exactly. We're going to take a little break. Good point. That's a great idea, a great approach. Uh, WNDZ 750 AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago. we're talking to Dr. Ed Gordon. When we come back, maybe in our last segment, Ed, I don't want you to to be a soothsayer predictor, but even some of what we may have to look forward to depending on how these numbers are trending. Okay, we'll be back in a few minutes, please stay tuned.
3: Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today.
4: Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective and the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months, and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands and watching your distance. Thank you and God bless you all.
2: We're back. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, 312-255-8408. We're speaking with our old friend, Dr. Ed Gordon. He's giving us COVID updates. Father Greg, you had a question. Yeah,
1: before we get into Mark's questions or comments about uh, being a prognosticator, what's going on, Edward, in India?
0: Well, India had a very low number of people sick in the first wave. And they uh, took some precautions, and then they removed them. Mm -hmm. And now uh, what they are facing, of course, is a huge, huge uh, epidemic, and they are short of vaccine. And they're going to remain short of vaccine for some time to come. Uh, So what we're going to see in India is devastating numbers. We just had 400,000 new cases reported yesterday. And the number, the death rate uh, is climbing. And less than 2% of India's population has now been vaccinated and they're running out of vaccine.
1: Well, right. now what's, what's the population in the United States for having been vaccinated? Um, what's the number?
0: Right what now, about... Of the population of the United States has received at least one shot. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, but coming back to Mark's question, mm-hmm. you just heard what the Cardinal said on the break mm-hmm. in your commercial. Mm-hmm. Let's not. Your eradication of COVID is impossible. It's not going to happen. But what we want is local elimination. So the end point is persuading as many people to get a shot as possible. So when we reach a high level of immunization in our population, it's not like winning a race. You're going to have to continue to feed that. You have to keep vaccinating to stay above that threshold. So when you see India, will there be variants coming out of India? Yes. And if... We do not get the world vaccinated over the next year or two. Could a variant spread and make a nightmare that indeed is uh, breaks through the vaccines? Yeah, it is a possibility, unless we get everyone vaccinated.
2: Now, I had a, a, my question. Well, there's two two parts to it. Yeah. The first part is. When we look at Holy Name Cathedral and we yes. look at the parish, yes, we look at more than a year ago, year plus, right. you know, we had a gala 400, we had a Christmas concert, a 1,000 people, we had our Christmas holidays filled, Thanksgiving, everybody was around the table, right. not, not this year. No. Uh, what are your thoughts about, as we look ahead, um, how do we plan? How do you plan?
0: Well, um, again, it depends on the numbers. What are the numbers of people infected in Chicago and in Illinois? And how many people are dying and how many people are admitted to the hospital? Based on those numbers, if they continue to improve, what we'll see is that more people will be able to go into Holy Name Cathedral with a mask on, and uh, more people will be able to attend uh, small gatherings and parties, and that will gradually increase
2: now here's a. Pra- if
0: the numbers go the other direction, that is not going to happen. Here's All a
2: right. very practical, selfish question. Mm-hmm. Um, for our twenty-fifth anniversary, we were supposed to go to Ireland. We bought windows in the house instead, and now we're, <laughs> we're now we're right. celebrating our fortieth, <laughs> and we're talking about going to Ireland. When? I don't know. I'm asking you.
0: Well, I just was with a group the other day, and. Uh, a member of that family is pla- planning a destination wedding in Italy for September. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Okay. Now, unless they have a very tiny group of people in... The, uh, in now, the, we're not uh,
2: talking
1: about Italy, uh, is Italy. Is Italy closed off right now?
0: Uh, parts of it, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, people have asked me, should I get a card proving that I've been vaccinated, I have both vaccines? Yes. Yes, do that. You may need it.
2: Father Greg said to me if we were going to Ireland, I could have three days off and, want, and <laughs> would include the weekend.
0: <laughs> I would say if you're going to go to Ireland, the, the um, I would say next year would probably be the best time to go.
2: Okay, good.
1: And, what about a day trip? What a day, a day trip and, to Wisconsin? And in
0: terms of when to go in Ireland, remember it rains every day. Yes, exactly. No matter when it is. <laughs> We need need to bring this segment to a close. the other thing you have to look at, realistically, is what's happening in Ireland. Right, Right, exactly. Because, again, I say to you, if Chicago has a very low number of people getting sick, and most of them have gotten the vaccine, and yet outside Chicago in southern Illinois or western Illinois or one suburb, there are a lot of people who just won't get vaccinated. The virus will hit them. Right. Yeah. Now, will they travel downtown for brunch? Will they come to Holy Name Cathedral? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe.
1: That's a good point. Okay.
0: A... We're all in this together, folks. Yes. This is a war. This is the plague. This is deadly. We will top over 600,000 dead in this country. We're approaching the number of people who died in the U.S. Civil War. Mm. And most Mm. of those people died from illness because, you know, uh, farm boys and city boys mixed together. They got mumps, measles, and they died from it because there was no immunization. And that's what we're dealing with here. This is a new bug. You need to get vaccinated. Will you need next year or even this fall a booster shot to keep that going? Probably will COVID-19 be with us for a long time around the world? Yes. But the idea is the more people that are vaccinated and are immune, the smaller number, the seriousness of this illness, like the flu. People die from the flu every year. We have vaccines for that. The numbers of people will be smaller and will not overwhelm healthcare systems and, you know, if we you're anti-vaccine and you don't think your kid needs any vaccines, you're in trouble.
1: On that note, we need to bring the se- segment to a close. I want to thank the very special way our old friend, Dr. Edward Gordon, speaking about the COVID-19 pandemic. Edward, again, you were terrific. You'll be back on thank soon. Thank and you our so much. To be right. and listening to.
0: Well, let's hope we got better news.
1: Catholic Chicago, WNDZ seven fifty-three, one two two five five eight four zero eight. Father Greg Sakowitz, Mark Teresi, stay with us and do not touch that dial.